0: Hi, good morning. morning, all children of God. Yeah. What a better, what better way to start the day to show love for all the children of God by praying for one another, right? Now come, let us pray as we learn from God's Word. Teach us, O oh Lord, about the truth about your faithful love from your Word today and help us live in obedience to your love. Now allow me to begin today by um, telling you a story about a caterpillar. Oops! There, there once lived a caterpillar. And he was a very hungry and very greedy caterpillar. Now guess what food the caterpillar likes to eat? Ice cream. Ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Now his his favorite food was actually curry leaves, right? Because he is a common Mormon uh, caterpillar. And every day he would sleep, he would uh, wake up, and then he will eat some more And after he eats He will poo And poop a lot He did And then what, what does he do next He will then look for More curry leaves to eat Now he really loved Eating curry leaves And day by day He grew bigger and bigger He, he started out looking like uh, Bird dropping actually right? And then now he looks quite cute, right? Green. Right? Day by day he grew. And then suddenly one day, he stopped eating. And he climbed to the highest perch you can find. And then this happened. Now, what has happened to the butterfly? I uh, know, what has happened to the caterpillar? Sorry. <laughs> the caterpillar has been transformed. He has been reborn into a beautiful butterfly. But guess what? He still loves to eat curry leaves. And he immediately went to the nearest curry leaf, and he tried munching on some. But can he? Do you think he can? Can he still eat curry leaves? No. Yeah, he found that he could not. Because now, instead of the jaws, that the medibles for cutting out leaves when he was a caterpillar, he now only has a straw, it's called a proboscis, to drink liquid food. But he still loves eating curry leaves so much so that he wanted to be a caterpillar again. What a silly caterpillar. Or should I say, what a silly butterfly, right? Now, caterpillars, they are yucky, right? Like they look like worms. They are often hated by gardeners, they are hated, certainly hated by all farmers. But what about butterflies? Butterflies, they are not only harmless, they are beautiful. And they are helpful. They pollinate flowers, right? All farmers love butterflies. Everyone likes butterflies, including my wife who is, who is afraid of insects. So silly butterfly, we will say to the butterfly, the ex-caterpillar, who wants to be a caterpillar again. Because butterflies should not continue living like caterpillars, right? Because why? Because they will starve to death. They will die, right? So what can we learn from the butterfly and the caterpillar, right? New identities should rightly always lead to new patterns of living, right? And last week from First John, We learn that everyone who believes that Jesus Christ, Jesus is the Christ, is born of God. John chapter 3, verses 16 to 18 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned. Now, when we believe that Jesus is God's Son, and that Jesus, He died on the cross to rescue us from sin, we are born of God. And through Jesus' blood, we have New identities, right? Well, no. We have become God's children. And just like the caterpillar that has been reborn as a butterfly, new identities should rightly lead to new patterns of living. Right? And what is the new pattern of living? By now, you all should know. And that is to love each other. Right. So, as God's children, we should take on more and more of God's family likeness. But that, how does a child of God look like? Right. Let's let us now look. Take a look at what we can learn from the example of the Apostle John himself, especially or on how he writes. To us, the letter of second John. now the letter opens a bit strangely, right? It starts off with the elder to the lady chosen by God to her children. wow is this is this a strange love letter by an old man to a married woman? Well, not really, okay not really. now the elder is simply the Apostle John, you all should know by now, who is at this time the only surviving Apostle who has seen Christ face to face. And he's quite an old man now. The chosen lady and her children is simply the local church. That means us. And John, as we can see from verse 1, John writes that he loves them. And not only him, but other children of God also love them. So firstly, what we can learn from John, the Apostle John, is that God's children love other children of God. Jesus said, In John chapter 13, verse 34 to 35, a new command I give to you love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Now, loving other children of God is the visible mark of being a child of God. The same way as how butterflies are identified by the markings on their wings, right? So the love marks us as children of God. Children of God are identified by how they love and care for other children of God. Now, secondly... Right, how does John says he love? Right? John actually says he love them in the truth. Right? God's children love in the truth. Now what, what does it mean, loving in the truth? Does it mean we, always, we can't tell lies? We, we must always be honest with each other and tell each other the truth? Is that what it means? No, rather the truth is the truth about God's love, right? And this is the truth that John talks about. This is how God showed showed His love among us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. This is love, not not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Now, some of you who are more familiar with me will know that I have only one son, and his name is Peter. Now, I love my son a lot, but I definitely don't love him perfectly. Sometimes I lose patience with him, because of certain selfish reasons. Sometimes I could be busy. Sometimes I could be tired. Now, God loves His Son, Jesus, infinitely more than I love my Son. And He loves Jesus perfectly. I would never let my Son be punished for another person's wrongs. But yet, God sent Jesus as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. God's God's children love other children of God because why? The basis is that we understand this truth about God's love. We understand the extent of God's love. Now, third, we can see from John, is that God's children believe that the truth of God's love will never change. Now, why do I say that? Now, if you all recall from your lessons from Genesis, since the very beginning, when Anna and Eve first sinned, God had already promised to send Jesus, the serpent crusher. Now, God's love is ever faithful. God's love is loyal and His love never changes. And fourth, we can also see that God's children believe that Jesus is really God's Son in human form. Now, we see that John actually writes that grace and mercy and peace which can come from only who? Yes, from the Almighty God, from the Almighty God, the Father, right, alone. John writes that grace, peace, mercy and peace also comes from Jesus Christ the Father's Son. Now, this means that Jesus is fully God. Now, Jesus dying on the cross proved for us his humanity. Now, the cross was Jesus' greatest moment of shame. Yet, the cross was also his greatest moment of glory. Because why? Because he fully obeyed God the Father. Now, when John in Revelation, when he saw the mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, he was perplexed. And he asked this question: Who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll to unfold the salvation plan of the Lord? He wept. Because no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was worthy enough to open the scroll or even to peer inside. Then John looked up, he saw a lamb, a lamb that looked as if it had been slain. The lamb had seven horns, seven eyes and the seven spirits of God. And the Lamb took the scroll from God, from the throne. And all the hosts of heaven fell down and worshipped the Lamb. And they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God. And they will reign on earth. Now, who is that worthy lamb? That lamb is Jesus. Jesus is fully God, and he is also fully human. Next, we can see from verse 4 that John rejoices in seeing. The other children of God walking in the truth now so God's children should also rejoice in seeing other children of God living in the truth of God's love God's child doesn't become jealous doesn't become bitter that others are living more righteously than himself and by now God's children, we should know this by heart, God's children love one another. Now, just as the obligation to remain as God's people at Mount Sinai was to obey the Ten Commandments for ancient Israel, the obligation now for us Christians as God's people is actually to simply love each other. Right? And there's no better way to show love than meeting face to face. That's why in verse twelve John says he's so eager to visit the church. And that's why we meet weekly at services, that's why we at we go for DGs and have during suppers together. Now, does it sound easy enough loving each other? Sound easy enough? Do we have a good deal as compared to the ancient Israelites to just to love each other? Sounds easy? Actually, no. It's not easy. It's easy to love people in memory. Now, the hard thing is to love them when they are right in front of you. Now, I love, I lo- I love looking through the old photos of my my son. Now, he looks so cute when I look at the old videos of him when he was two years old. And some of you, especially those from Mercy Ministry, right? you'll remember him as Peter, right? He'll, he'll call himself Caterpiter. But when I'm with him, I sometimes lose my patience. And I have to constantly remind myself to love him. Now, loving people is hard. Why? Because people are inherently sinful. And we ourselves, we sin daily. Right? And we have learned from First John that if we say we have no sin, then we are fooling ourselves. The truth is not in us. And if we claim we have not sinned, We're calling God a liar. His word is not in us. And anyone who does not do what is right isn't God's child. And anyone who doesn't love their brother or sister isn't God's child either. Wow, that's troubling, right? I mean, if we are honest enough, What happens when we fail to be loving? It seems here from verse 8, John talks about be careful about not losing a reward. Does Does John mean that when we fail to be loving, we stop being God's children? Will we lose our salvation? No, right? Because the only way to stop being God's child is actually to deny that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. And that was what John was calling um, the, the, them as antichrists, because they refused to acknowledge that Jesus came and took on the human Form. Right? And John chapter 3, verse 18 tells us that whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. John writes also in 2 John, verse 10, that how should we treat these people? We should not even welcome them. Now, is, he, is John being unloving? No. Rather, he is saying that we should not allow them to spread their false teaching about Jesus. Right? What we can do is that we can still pray for them. And if God allows, we should show them the truth of God's proven love in the person of Jesus Christ. Now, if there's nothing else you can remember from today. Remember this God's children love one another. It is the identifier and marker for all of God's children. Now, yet, in our daily life, right, there will be many times when we fail to love. Right? Sometimes it could be genuine reasons. Right? We could be feeling unwell. We could be feeling tired. At other times, it could be our own meanness of heart, our smallness of heart, our own selfish reasons. And this, nobody knows except God. What can we do? 1 John nine reminds us that if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just. And He will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Now, what about other times? Right? When we love, but end up being hated or betrayed. Now, loving others is never easy. Loving others is risky. It means opening up. There's always a high chance of you getting hurt or betrayed. We just have to look at how much Jesus loved the disciples. But who was there with him as he was arrested? Who was there when they spat on him, when they whipped him, when they shamed him? Who? 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 Who was with him? Not the twelve. They ran. Not Peter. He denied Jesus. Not once. Three times. When we love but end up being hated or betrayed, we can often end up feeling very jaded. And sometimes we can even doubt God's love for us. Sometimes we can will even think that is God real? If he's real, why is this happening to me? Is God listening to me? Does he really care? Did God's son really die for me? 2,000 over years ago is a really long time. Who knows? But when we love, but end up being hated or betrayed, ask God to help us to believe. Tell the Lord, I want to believe. Please help me to believe live in the truth of God's faithfulness as it has been proven beyond any doubt by the cross of Jesus. Now, the good news is that staying as God's child does not depend on our failing faithfulness. It's actually God's love that is true and faithful, not ours. Right? We learned from 1 John That God has planted His seed in us. Now, when you plant an apple seed, what do you get, about? Do you get an orange tree? Yes, correct. So when you plant an apple seed, you'll definitely get an apple tree. Now, seeds, they always grow to become like their parents' tree is predetermined in their dna now just like a durian seed will grow into a durian tree god's seed can only grow us into righteous persons like god the father and like jesus now the thing is that growing always takes time it takes tens of years Pastor Jeff will know, before a durian seed can grow into a durian tree to bear good durians. For us, it may take our whole life to become better children of God. But nevertheless, we are still children of God as long as we believe and as long as we hold fast and follow Jesus. It needs practice. It needs hard work. And we need to, pe- to persist until it becomes like a second nature, a habit to behave like God's child. Right? All we need to do is to continue to trust and depend on God to grow us into His child. Right? Always. Always. Live in the truth of God's faithful love. Come, let's pray. Father Lord, we have heard your word and your gospel. We have learned the truth of your faithful love as proven by the cross of Jesus. Forgive us for the times we fail to love. Help us to continue to believe when we love but end up being betrayed and jaded. Help us to always trust and live in the truth of your faithful love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.